Hello, hello, hello. What is up, you lovely listener? How are you doing? Hope you had a good week. Me? Meh, not so much. (laughs) Sometimes it feels like when it rains, it pours, you know, but we're here together and we're going to talk about our favorite thing, and that's pro wrestling. Well, it's my favorite thing. I'm guessing it's probably your favorite thing, too, if you're listening to podcasts about it. But you might have other hobbies. You might have other passions. I don't know. Who who am I to say that you don't? I'm not judging. Maybe it's just one of your many interests. That's cool, too. But we're all here, and we're here to decipher this week's episode of Friday Night Smackdown. Listen to me just rambling over here. Everyone's like, Ryan, are you okay over there? Yeah, I'm okay. I'm, I'm going to be fine. It's just uh, life, man. It's just life. You know, I also, I watched, uh, it has nothing to do with wrestling. I watched a movie from 1998 that I've just kind of like always meant to watch but never did. Uh, and that is What Dreams May Come with Robin Williams. And, um, man... I thought it was going to be, like, sad, but emotionally intense is the way I would describe it. Um, Probably wasn't the best time to watch it either, but we all make mistakes in life with our viewing habits. It's kind of like out of character this week with Cody Rhodes, where we both talked about watching The Exorcist at way too young of an age and how it affected us both. Uh, I think that was me watching... What dreams may come last night. Thankfully, it was last night. If it had been today, I wouldn't have been able to do this podcast. Um, no, this is not the What Dreams May Come podcast. This is not the Robin Williams podcast. This is the WWE on Fox Smackdown Roundup. So I'll stop rambling about myself here and I'll get to Smackdown. The show began with a fantastic video package. On Jay siding with the bloodline over Sami Zayn on Raw this week. The Usos then arrive to the building and are greeted by Paul Heyman. Jay tells Paul to let Roman know he's there if he can find him. And then Jay gets approached by Kayla Braxton who asks about his actions on Raw. Jay says anything he has to say, he'll say it in the ring. So, well, if that's the case, then we don't have a lot to decipher here. There's not a ton to analyze Not a lot to talk about here, but I will say um, that video package at the top was so good. It was so good. Um, And I don't say that about every recap type thing at the top of the show, but man, this was one one of those video packages that just really drove home the dramatic elements of this story. The music that was playing underneath when it seemed like Jay was going to bring the Usos to an end and side with Sami Zayn. And they're flashing all the pictures of the Usos as kids. And the music is just building and building. I was like, man, this is dramatic. This is intense. Uh, And then, you know, then it gets all, it ramps up and it gets all more hardcore once he turns and, and kicks Sami. But I just, I I really enjoyed it. I thought the video package was just a nice little icing on the cake to a fantastically done angle on Monday Night Raw. But then we got the Fatal Five way to determine who would be getting an IC title shot at WrestleMania against Gunther. The Intercontinental Championship. Excuse me, I'll get more formal with it. Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus versus Xavier Woods versus Karrion Cross 
versus L.A. Knight. Drew McIntyre and Sheamus bickered at each other early on. Xavier Woods heated up at one point in the match and got a nice near fall, but everyone broke up the pin. You know, Woods had a tweet that was mentioned by commentary, and and uh, and and I saw it uh, earlier in the day before SmackDown. That's what he said. I'm pulling it up right now as we speak. That's why I'm trying to talk slowly. <laughs> Um, let's see, he said, he said, in all my time on the main roster, I've never once had a match where a singles title was on the line. I've beaten men while they held world and universal championships. I even won King of the Rings, still no shot. Tomorrow, I do everything I can to get one. Now, he didn't get that title shot, but that's insane. That is criminal. Now, I know, (laughs) I know that he's been in a hugely popular and successful tag team in New Day with multiple tag title runs. But but people loved his King of the Ring reign. Is that the right word for it? I think so. His, his, his time as King of the Ring. People loved it. The little bit of singles shine that he did get that he did get, he proved that he can that he can really, really do a lot with whatever is given to him and get the crowd behind him. So um, I realize it's WrestleMania season. That's not going to happen now. Uh, but, dude, that needs to change. That needs to change ASAP. As soon as this WrestleMania season is over, um, I, I yeah, that needs to change. That, that's not okay. That's, that, that, that's what I think. Also, what was – I don't want to jump too far ahead here. But before I forget, since Woods did not win the match – what are they going to do with New Day at WrestleMania? Uh, I really want to know. There doesn't seem to be anything, you know, presently uh, in the in the in the you know in, that's that's really like on the table for them right now. And and I I I just can't help but think that they've got to get New Day on the show, right? They gotta get New Day at WrestleMania. I mean, they're 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 a hugely popular team. I couldn't imagine New Day not having a match of some sort. But we're really getting close. We're really cutting it close. Um, I mean, I guess maybe like a multi tag team match to determine who's gonna challenge for the tag titles after WrestleMania. I don't know. It just doesn't sound right. Yeah, nothing comes to mind. I was I was taking that deep pause there to see if maybe something came to mind here, but but beyond that, no, I don't know. I mean, I guess they've been doing their their thing with LA Knight, so I don't. Hmm, I don't know. I don't know. I think that's two people who should be a priority to be on the show, though. Personally, there was also an awesome spot in this match where Drew McIntyre was draped down from the turnbuckle with Cross on the top rope, and then LA Knight hopped up on the top rope for a superplex, and then Drew did that thing where he, you know, lifts himself up, but he hits a German suplex on tonight from the top rope. Super German superplex on tonight as Knight hits the superplex on Cross, which looked so cool. Very awesome spot. Uh, definitely. You know, I think the the tower spot can only be done so many times, um, but this was a nice twist on it to make it look uh, unique and cool. 
Aperium eventually came out and watched from the stage. Sheamus started to catch some momentum, but Drew cut things off. Woods then jumped at him from the top rope, and Sheamus hit him with a bro kick. LA Knight came running over, and Drew hit him with the Claymore. They then both made pins at the same time, and there was confusion over the who the actual number one contender would be. Now, I hate that I'm getting... Well, uh, I don't want to... Hmm. Hmm. Do I skip ahead? Well, I, I'm not going to skip ahead because there's more surrounding the story as the show goes on. But here's what I'll say about the match rather than the story. Um, good match. Um, you know, I'm very surprised that it didn't somehow just turn into like a no contest and they got a ladder match between all these guys and Gunther for the IC title at WrestleMania Intercontinental Championship at WrestleMania. Um, because like I said, with New Day, I mean, LA Knight, Karrion Cross, there should be a spot for those two guys on WrestleMania. Um, there just should be. I don't know what that spot is. I don't know if it's, I don't think you can't really get a feud going between, you know, Cross and Knight this quickly. I, I just, I don't know. Or Cross and Knight teaming up against New Day, maybe a pre-shot. It just doesn't make sense either. Um, so I'm kind of a little bit disappointed in that regard. However, um, Drew, Sheamus against Gunther, one, both, or the other, uh, all variations um, that that will provide a fantastic, just a, such a memorable match. You know it's going to be a memorable match with, with any one of those three guys, whether it's a singles match and Sheamus isn't in there or he is and it's a three-way uh, triple threat match. I'm not sure, um, but I think any variation of that is going to slap. So I, I think that ultimately, as much as I'm bummed about um, the fact that some of these people could possibly be left off of WrestleMania, I do believe that for a long time, I always said, you know, WrestleMania, even if it's two days, isn't just, well, I didn't think it should be two days, but it should be the best stories, the conclusion of the best stories, the biggest names all on one show. So, um, you know, I, I do understand just not doing something just to fit as many people in as possible. And if they do that, they'll probably be a battle royal of some sort like they always do anyways. And they'll probably be in that. So hopefully that's the case uh, still. Um, but the match was fun. Uh, good good wrestling action all around. These guys did a good job. Um, and uh, the finish was fun. We'll get to my thoughts uh, more on what I think should actually be done. Uh, in a little bit, let's let's we, we got to get to those other segments around this, or I'm gonna shoot myself in the foot here, and and start just speaking ahead, which I don't want to do. So let's get to the next segment, which was Paul Heyman speaking with Kayla Braxton. Uh, Paul's attention seemed to be elsewhere, and he was kind of ignoring her questions. And eventually, he began talking about Cody Rhodes getting involved in bloodline business. He then explained his various strategies for challengers against Roman Reigns over the years, but Cody was the one guy he never wanted to see on the other side of the ring against his tribal chief. Oh, excuse me, got a cough. Hold on. <coughs> excuse me. Uh, Heyman explained that they tried the strategy of truth with Cody Rhodes, uh, but when he picked... Uh, excuse me. They tried the strategy of truth with Cody Rhodes, however... 
uh, when he picks his shoulders up off the mat at WrestleMania, Cody will have to acknowledge his tribal chief. Good promo with Paul Heyman here. I liked him talking about the various strategies, how some people, you know, they get in their head, they 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 get so far in there that the person's lost before they even get to the ring. I think that's smart. Uh, I think that it, it, you know, when you when you show that Paul is more, you know, because I think that Paul has had almost a servant like role to Roman Reigns. You know, with 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 Brock Lesnar, you could see that when he was managing, when he was the advocate for Brock Lesnar, you could see that he was running the show to some regard. Like Brock was. Very okay with just Paul doing all the crap talking and him just standing there looking like the prize attraction and they were kind of like a package duo. And as much as Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman are also a package duo, it's a very different dynamic the two of them have and sometimes Paul looks even scared of Roman Reigns. He's much more quiet. He only speaks when spoken to or only speaks when told to speak. So... I liked this because it did also add another layer to their relationship of like okay well you see the the nervous Paul Heyman around him all the time but now we see the reason Roman keeps him around he knows that when it comes to strategies Paul Heyman has a million of them and he likes to pick his mind for that I thought it was like just like a little small thing but I felt like it did add a nice little layer to their relationship uh because I think for a long time it's almost like he had Paul Heyman there as a mantelpiece, you know, almost like, you know, just picking things up along the way and, and these are my shiny toys or whatever. And, and Paul Heyman doesn't want to get out of line because he wants to make sure he's at the top of the card with whoever he's managing. So, um, yeah, I like this. It just, it kind of, in, it just added something different to what we've seen between Paul Heyman and uh, Roman Reigns. All right, let's take a quick commercial break. And then I'll be back with the rest of my thoughts on this week's episode of SmackDown. All right, we're back. And we're back with the first Hall of Fame inductee for the 2023 WWE Hall of Fame ceremony, which is going to be, which, which, which was announced as Rey Mysterio, which, first of all, great. Of course, Rey Mysterio, legend, no doubt, a Hall of Famer. And interesting that it's an active Superstar who they announced in the Hall of Fame this year. I was thinking about it. And even though he is an active superstar as we speak, it does make sense for him to go in in California, not too far from San Diego. Um, it's you know not too far from the 619. And because of that, you know, I think Ray Mysterio going in while still an active superstar. It's pretty cool, you know? I, I don't think it matters. I mean, he is a living legend. Everyone knows he's a legend. I don't think it messes with that. And and, and you have to think that with the story that he has going on with Dom right now, Dom has been interrupting every holiday of his and trying so hard to get his dad to fight him. You'd think that, that Dom's going to interrupt his Hall of Fame ceremony speech. And then because of that, he finally does something that causes Rey Mysterio to relent on his promise to not fight Dominic. And instead, then from the stage, he says, 
all right, you want to fight? Tomorrow night you got one at WrestleMania, Dominic. I'm going to teach your ass a lesson. I think that makes sense. I think that that's kind of cool, you know? I think that even though Rey Mysterio, uh, (laughs) you know, I hope that he gets time to actually be honored as well during it. Um, Ultimately, it's kind of cool if, if, if the match between the two of them spills over into the Hall of Fame ceremony and they do an angle out of it and helps build up to a match at WrestleMania because it's not like a match that you have to announce ahead of time anyway. You can do that the day before. It's not like people don't already expect Rey Mysterio and Dom to wrestle at WrestleMania. And it's not like the story hasn't been going on for so long now. So I think this is actually kind of cool. This might be a new little spin on things. I also feel like it's pretty impressive that we've gotten this deep into WrestleMania season and no Hall of Fame names leaked whatsoever. I didn't see one rumor about Rey Mysterio and I I really haven't seen any rumors about anybody really. I've seen people wish lists and things like that, but the fact that they kept this completely secret and they've seemed to keep the rest secret so far is actually fairly impressive. Uh, I, 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 I'm, I I liked that it was... Me stuttering over here, stammering over here. Um, I feel as though, um, it as my, I like as as someone who works in news, I like them feeding the Hall of Fame announcements to various news outlets. A nice way to give a little love to everyone, but at the same time, announcing them on the TV shows is actually, you know, a bigger deal. So, yes, it's good. Um, It's good to give it out to the media as well. But I got no issue with them making it a bigger deal on television and and playing it up when they announce it on TV either. I kind of liked the difference this year. So Ray comes out to talk about the honor, but gets interrupted by Dominic. Dom, of course, Dom talks about all the things Ray missed his entire life in order to make this Hall of Fame career, Hall of Fame worthy career happen, and says that he's ashamed to be Ray's son. Legato del Fantasma then make their way to the ring in support of Ray and say they're supposed to have a match later, but how about they just do it now instead? So that's what we got Legato del Fantasma versus Judgment Day. The finish here saw Dominic hit a baseball slide ringside. Then when Ray tried to get involved, Priest snuck in and hit a kick to help Dom get the pin. After the match, Dominic said he wanted to have a heart-to-heart with his dad and asked the group to leave him alone. Dom says at the end of the day, he should have been Eddie's son. Ray told him to take that back, and Dom pie-faced him. Ray ducked a move from Dom, and his son fell out of the ring, and Dom was incensed on the outside, continually saying that he wants Ray to fight him, but Ray keeps refusing so the match with Legato del Fantasma versus Judgment Day was solid nothing wrong with it whatsoever the crowd was super into it good stuff throughout um and I'm liking Legato as baby faces last week on the podcast I think it was last week on this podcast I kind of talked about how I was a little confused about uh, Santos Turning seemingly turning face, and I was wondering what was going on with Legato. But having them back by his side this week with Zelina there going full babyface was pretty tight, actually. Um, yeah, I, I I was like, okay, you know, I was I, I had someone tweet me and oh, 
who was it? Now I feel I feel bad. I should remember who was. Wait, I'm, let's see if I can find it real fast. Ryan Sen. I want to shout out this person because it was they made a good point. Here we go. It was a. Uh, it was J George seven seven eight two six five seven zero. A lot of numbers in your in your handle there, J George. Um, they said don't overthink the legato stuff. Selena's in Japan doing weeb stuff, and there's nothing wrong with a face legato faction. Hit Road just turned heel, and we have a face faction on Raw with the OC. Good point. That was a good point. I read that, and I thought to myself, you know what? J George is correct. This is this is makes all the sense in the world with Hit Row turning. And I was watching it thinking to myself, if you want to get these guys over as baby faces, put them with Rey Mysterio, dude. Of course, best baby face luchador in WWE history. So I, I, I actually do like this. I like the association now. I like that they're all there with him. That isn't like an ending of Legato or anything like that. If anything, it's actually a a rebranding of them to get them to connect with the crowd more. And I'm also assuming that judgment day is going to have to come to SmackDown after WrestleMania. So, um, that'd be even more heels. So yeah, make them baby faces. Great. I'm enjoying this. Uh, the stuff between Dom and Ray at the end of it. I, I mean, I really like all this Dom and Ray Mysterio stuff. I, I, I like it. Uh, Dominic is being such a dick. It's great. He's being so rude to his own father. I mean, this, to say he, he should have been Eddie's son is just like so mean. Like so mean thing to say to your dad. Um, and and I, the more they play into this, the more the fans are just going to be dying to see Ray finally relent. And say, okay, let's fight. Because when he starts beating up Dominic Mysterio, with the amount of heat that Dominic Mysterio has, SoFi Stadium is going to go insane. And they're going to have a good match with each other. So I'm excited for that. But but they're doing a really good job of just milking this one for as long as possible. Making you want to see Rey Mysterio hit Dom. They're getting there. We're getting closer. All right, then we had Charlotte Flair asking Adam Pierce for a match tonight. He says he will. Uh, then we got Braun Strowman and Ricochet versus the Viking Raiders. Near the end of the match, Braun was taken out of action after Valhalla pulled Eric out of the way when he was going for the freight tr- while Braun was going for the freight train outside of the ring, which caused Strowman to fly over the announce desk. The finish then saw Ricochet attempt a 450, but stalled getting to the top. Because of Valhalla being creepy, Ivar moved and then took to the top rope himself to hit a splash for the win. Uh, good match, very entertaining. I just, uh, I, I'm struggling to, what's the proper word here? I don't. Oh my gosh, my dogs like fight at my door. I don't know if you guys can hear it on camera, but, but there's a lot happening outside my door right now. I'm like trying to listen to my dogs, make sure they're not like killing each other out there. Sorry. Okay, I think I think it's silenced over there. Sorry. Um my it feels like from okay, so this match was really good, and it's not a, the fault of the performers whatsoever. But I'm struggling to get invested in either team. Um and I like all four guys a lot. So that's my frustration here. Um, 
I think the Viking Raiders coming back and seemingly I I I I missed a step. I I wasn't watching for a couple weeks because everything happened with my dad, so I didn't see the conclusion of Viking Raiders and Drew and Sheamus. But since Drew and Sheamus have moved on to title match worthy things, I, I I'm I'm guessing they came out the better of it. Um, and now it's just like I. I think it would have been better to bring them back on a, uh, and and have them come out of a feud on top. And maybe I'm wrong in what happened with Drew and and Sheamus, but for some reason I'm having trouble getting invested in them right now. Um, I need like a feud where they just really, or just like a string of matches where they're really like killing it. But I really just I don't know I don't I, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the fact that there's you know they're just the tag team titles are kind of tied up with the Usos right now and that whole bloodline story. So it's just they're just right now other tag teams don't necessarily have anything to be fighting for right now because that's definitely not there's not going to be a Usos versus anyone but someone involved <laughs> Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens I'm guessing at WrestleMania so. Um, yeah, I just, I don't really know why I'm supposed to care about Braun and Ricochet either. They were a thrown together team who I kind of believe were better off on their own. Ricochet doesn't need a giant with him. And I I just, I don't see the upside to this team. It seems like stalling and, and almost like waiting maybe until something after WrestleMania to happen between them and Braun snaps and then there's a feud maybe. I don't know. Um, but it doesn't seem like it's really going to factor into something that's that's WrestleMania related. Therefore, I did kind of feel like this was filler and not something that I was able to get too super hyped on. Um, but the match was good itself. Great performances from all the wrestlers. I'm just talking about in terms of like momentum and stuff. So then we had Gunther telling Adam Pearce that he told him to find one challenger for the IC title at WrestleMania, not two. Pearce says next week on SmackDown, it'll be Sheamus versus McIntyre, and the winner will challenge for his title at WrestleMania. But my heart says, my gut says, my brain says, we're getting a triple threat. We're, we got to be getting a triple threat at WrestleMania for the IC title. And that's also how you get the IC title off of Gunther and onto Sheamus without Gunther being pinned so he can still look just as strong when he switches brands and he challenges Cody for the world title. That's still my guess. That's what I'm sticking to here. And I think that if it's not going to be a ladder match, it's got to be a triple threat match to keep that going. That's, that's where I've been on this. And I just believe you gotta have Sheamus win the IC title at WrestleMania. I, it just makes it just it makes all the sense in the world. And I don't think you need to redo their Clash of the Castle match. The way you make it even better is you add on to it, and by doing that, you give Drew McIntyre. You put Drew McIntyre in the match, and you've built animosity again between Drew and Sheamus already. So, to me. This one's a no-brainer. As much as I would have liked the ladder match, a triple threat match, 
is an absolute no-brainer. And I really hope that's what we get. Those three guys in a triple threat match at WrestleMania would tear the freaking house down. Tear it down. Chop it down. They, they'll kick it down. They'll, 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 <laughs> they'll hammer fist it down. Whatever they're going to do. But they will take that match and just go crazy. So I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully next week's match between uh Sheamus versus McIntyre ends in a no contest or you know maybe maybe Gunther gets angry and comes in and and then then Adam Pierce can say well now it's your fault it's going to be a triple threat match at WrestleMania for the Intercontinental Championship Charlotte Flair versus Shotzi took place after that uh, Rhea eventually interrupted by walking out and the distraction allowed Shotzi to get a near fall roll up the finish saw the finish Saw Charlotte wave to Rhea, then lock in the figure eight. Rhea got in the ring after, and Charlotte said, what do you have to say, kid? Rhea explained that watching her tonight reminded her exactly of why she picked uh, Charlotte after winning the Royal Rumble in the first place. And at WrestleMania, she's going to take the one thing that makes Charlotte feel important, SmackDown Women's Championship. Charlotte says Rhea Rhea may be proud of her own improvement, but Charlotte herself has improved herself every day of her life, and she wants it more at WrestleMania. It says Rhea might rip everyone who rip everyone up who stands in her way, but not her. Um, this was a fairly standard match. Nothing too wild here. Just I guess you know a little competitive thing to show that Charlotte Flair is in WrestleMania mode, uh, but not anything that really. Um, blew me away, uh, but but still uh, entertaining watch. Uh, as far as the post match, um, I don't know. I've kind of felt like the build to both women's title matches has been a bit lackluster. We've got all these matches that are coming to a conclusion at WrestleMania, uh, or excuse me, all these programs that are coming to a conclusion at WrestleMania, and like just when I look at it. Both women's title matches have just kind of been like these fairly boilerplate face-to-faces um, and no real story. I mean, at least with Rhea and Charlotte, there's the story of the WrestleMania that when they last faced off against each other for the NXT Women's Championship. But I just, yeah, I, I it's not that I didn't enjoy this. They were both good in their roles. I just kind of wish there was more story to it. Uh, they even kind of repeated lines they had said in their last face-to-face encounter. And I just felt like there could have been more done for them to f- get people excited about the match. You know? Um, yeah. Lastly, we had the Usos coming out to close the show. Jay explained that he didn't want to do what he did to Sammy, but he had to do it for his family. And this is all one person's fault, Sami Zayn. All he had to do was fall in line, but he doesn't know about that because he wasn't blood and never will be. Jimmy says now that they've handled the Sami Zayn problem, they've only got one more thing to address, Cody Rhodes. Cody's music hits, and he says they keep saying his name, but he doesn't answer to... But, but unlike them, he doesn't answer to Roman Reigns. He answers to the fans. And it sounds like the fans would rather see them fight. So Cody tries to take off his suit jacket 
And while he's doing that, Sami Zayn sneaks into the ring and takes out Jay Uso. Cody then hops into the ring and a brawl breaks out. They go into the crowd. They're fighting. Cody and Sammy eventually stand tall in the ring, though, as the show comes to an end with Cody raising Sammy's hand. Um, you know, I only really had one thought on this. Um, well, first, I'm, I'm surprised we didn't see Roman Reigns. That's one. But my only, like, real, you know, longer thought on this, because it was kind of fairly uh, expected, uh, and also, like, of course, that Jey Uso is going to say, he's just like, yeah, this is my family. Like, duh. Like, why would I? This is my twin brother. Of course I sided with him. Like, duh. So there wasn't anything too complex there. Um, but what I will say about this is I think it's brilliant that they are transferring, you know, this Cody. Excuse me. I think it's brilliant that they are turning this Sami Zayn situation into a positive for Cody Rhodes by now having Cody continually help Sami Zayn when he needs it with the bloodline. Rather than fight against the crowd, push back, or whatever, instead they're leaning into it and trying to transfer some of that excitement for Sami into Cody because they are friends. They're friendly. They're working together. They both have a common goal of taking that title from Roman Reigns. Sammy wants Cody to take the title from Roman Reigns because it further helps his goal, which is not just necessarily winning the world championship, but it's taking down the bloodline. And if he takes the world title from them by helping Cody, and he takes the tag team titles from them by getting Kevin back on his side, then he has done what he has set out to do and he does it at WrestleMania by taking down the bloodline. So it's like you're transferring that same energy over to this Cody Rhodes story. And to me, that's smart. That's what should be done. Don't push back. And and because you're like, well, I don't want to have the fans think about Sami Zayn while Cody is making his quest for the title. We already did the Sami Zayn stuff. No, this is the hottest storyline. Attach it to the main event of WrestleMania by having Cody help Sami Zayn. That is good booking. That's smart booking. And I I think that um, doing so will only help Cody Rhodes get an even bigger pop when he inevitably dethrones Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. But this was a fun end to the show. Jey Uso was very intense. Sami Zayn is still standing. Cody Rhodes is in his detective suit. Everything is going good. So I I really enjoyed this um, fun little way to end the show. I'm still holding out hope that we're going to see Brandy Rhodes at some point, though, on the roads to WrestleMania. I need her to come out and say, uh, this is an open mic night. Who said it was open mic night, bitch? You know, so that'll be that'll be good when, if we get that. He said on the podcast this week not to rule it out. So... Fingers crossed, everyone, that we'll get that maybe next week at some point. All right, uh, that's it. Thank you for being here with me. Uh, I know I was a little cranky at the top. I haven't had the best week uh, dealing with life, like I said. But doing these shows really does help put me in a better mood. I'm talking to you. I am sitting here alone. I have no one talking back to me. But, But you know what? I hear you. I hear you while you're sitting there, while you're thinking. We've got this brainwave, you and I, me and you. 
you and I. That's the correct grammar of saying it, but I wanted to sound cool. So I wanted to sound like I'm a cool person like you, but really, uh, you know, I do this and I do it alone. I'm sitting here, um, but I feel your presence and I can feel what you'd be saying back to me. I can feel people being like, yeah, I agree with that. Or Ryan, come on, you're crazy on this one. So it's nice. And it makes me feel like uh, we're here together doing it, even if I can't hear you. So thank you for joining me here and bringing my mood back up. Before we wrap up here, if you enjoy these podcasts, make sure you leave a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts or a rating on whatever podcast platform you listen on. I typically read the best ones at the top of the show, so keep doing that. I appreciate them very, very much. And also, make sure you subscribe to the WWE on Fox YouTube channel. That's where you can find Out of Character every Wednesday on video. Next week, we got Karrion Cross on the show. Episode 99. Crazy. Uh, episode 99, Carrying Cross, next week. That's where you can find it, on the WWE on Fox YouTube channel this coming Wednesday. So make sure you subscribe. You'll get that. You'll get clips from Raw and SmackDown, YouTube Shorts, there's a community tab, and so much more. So like I said, hit that subscribe button on the WWE on Fox YouTube channel. And make sure you follow us on social media, at WWE on Fox, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Yay. <laughs> All right. That's it. I'm done. Officially tapping out for now. Until next time, I'm Ryan Satin, and this has been the WWE on Fox SmackDown Roundup.